Hey mom, first things first, thank you. It's my one year anniversary of my decision to say, yes, I need help, and yes, I choose me. And that's the miracle. I'm lucky that the strongest person I know is my own mother. Love you, mom, Maxwell. Be that strong person who makes the difference. If your loved one is struggling with drugs and alcohol, reach out to Karen for a different kind of addiction treatment. Visit caron.org slash lost. This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May of 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Hello, this is Henry Zabrowski, and we've got new live shows. Last podcast on the left was looking to go on the road for a little bit of fun, but you know what we found? Nothing but trouble. It's a funny joke. November 7th, the Majestic Theater, Dallas, Texas. November 8th, Paramount Theater, Austin, Texas. And November 9th, Hutterberg Center in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. We're coming to you, Oklahoma. It's going to be so much fun. we got pre-sale links up on the Patreon. And, ooh, I'm going to be so full of barbecue at the end of this trip. The doctor's going to be like, you're going to need to go to a hospital because your salts are at an unhealthy level. Can't wait to see you, fuckers. Hail Satan and enjoy the show. There's no place to escape to. This is the last time. On the left. <laughs> That's when the cannibalism started. What was that? Hey, tell me. What? Mr. Marcus with your fancy haircut. Hey. Sparse, cute little bangs yeah. and your girlish hips. Oh, they're Uh-oh. very nice. Sit waggling around. You hanging out with these scientists uh, all day? <laughs> What's the I couldn't I've, help but notice you. I said hello to one or two, yeah. Yeah, you and your precious little globe over there <laughs> having fun playing your fun little Harlem globe trotter <laughs> game with it. Is that what you're doing? I'll tell you what. Don't think the earth's flat. Why you get them flat-ass shoes? <laughs> All right, welcome to the last podcast no, on the no. left, everyone. I am Ben I, Kissel. Uh, with Marcus you're trying to Parks. step over my I'm tree. not. I'm not. I'm wondering what's a, what's a site? An activist scientist? A scientist? Is this a, a new term? With their scientist agenda trying to control our government with them rockets. That's all they want to do. They will, Why don't you just go ahead? You love rockets so much. Why don't you vote for one for senator and then marry it and make it your illegal husband? <laughs> well, I, I will say there's a lot to be said about government. I just don't think there's too many scientists. I don't think that has been a huge critique of government. All I know is if I was standing on a big old circle, my flat-ass shoes would have... There would be curvature absences from the toes and the heel, and I would only be standing on the arches of my feet, your precious fucking circle world. Well, you are standing on the shoulders of giants, my friend. Today's episode... circle world. Today's episode, we are, uh, I was going to say getting out of this world, but actually we're getting into this world. Yeah. Uh, We're going to talk about the phenomenon of flat earthers (laughs) and the concept of the flat earth. Oh, yes. This is... uh... It's a conspiracy theory, but honestly, the more you look into it, it's a way of life. Yeah. <laughs> it does seem that way, yeah. Because it's taking no shit from anybody, including your own 
eyeballs. <laughs> really? Yeah, I don't know if flat earthers don't take any crap from anyone. I think they could take quite a they, they take more than Biff from Back to the Future. I'm pretty sure these guys eat a lot of dung. You mean to tell me my asshole can't cram more crap in it than it's already got in it? I'll show you. The only globe I care about is the globule style of my fucking asshole. <laughs> Or called by some the greatest of its kind to ever exist, the flat earth conspiracy theory is exactly what it sounds like. The earth is not the globe structure we have all been taught it is, but it is rather a flat disk surrounded by ice. Or Or, the ice is in the middle. Or Mm -hmm. it's under a dome. Or it's a pyramid. Or it's a diamond propped up on seven circular pillars surrounded by a four-dimensional portal that pops people out the other end like Pac-Man when they enter it. Can I just... Yeah, you idiot. Or it's just round? What the fuck is wrong with you coming into my home? Talking about waggling to... Oh, what do you want it to be? You want the Earth to be just one half of a big galactic butt. That's what you want. Well, the point here is that there are only two things that all flat earthers agree on. Mm. One, the Earth is not round. Okay. And two, man has never been to space. Okay. One very frustrated documentary filmmaker quoted in a New Yorker article about flat earthers sums it up perfectly. You ask someone if their car is blue, and they say no. So you say, okay, what color is it then? And they say, I don't know, but it sure as hell isn't blue. This is the sort of logic that defines the flat earth movement. Is the car blue? Absolutely not. Okay. It's anything but. (laughs) Anything but blue. If you say it's blue, then it must be black. Or something that's not even a color, like blark. It's blark. I don't know what the fuck it is, but it's certain nothing you told me what it was or something that the government told me what it was. Honestly, this phenomenon, it's very interesting because the one thing that really frustrated me when we started researching Flat Earth is that when you look it up, the first thing that comes up is every single hot take internet, either web series or something, taking a hit at Flat Earthers, mm-hmm. saying that they're dumb, showing all the irrefutable information, that the uh, the circle is definitely round, that we are, we are live, that we live on a globe. They try to do, throw all this logic at it, and they go, look, huh, 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 Flat Earthers are dumb. But when it comes down to it, it's like, it's, there's, there's something else here. Yeah. Because Marcus and I were talking about this as, as you go in. It's like, I have a weird sort of, like, I, I, I care for these people. These people are lost in a way that I don't understand. When I was rambling a bunch of theories at Natalie, she, she said a very interesting thing. She's like, it's like a bunch of people read a philosophy book in middle school and then never read anything else ever again. They're having those, like, 13-year-old blow-your-mind like discussions where you're like mm-hmm. dinosaurs bones are the oil that's underneath our feet right <laughs> it's a right place to start and i really i enjoy the idea of questioning your eyes and questioning all society but what brings you to the point where you don't believe in depth or volume there's like there's people like that where they're like right. ah, yeah 10 feet yeah what's even feet yeah you measuring <laughs> things in feet that's so 2017 well it is interesting because it's relatively mainstream marcellus wiley a former mm-hmm. football player great political uh, great sports commentator believes the earth is flat and so does kyrie irving of the boston celtics yep. and he dribbles a ball for a living so he knows <laughs> what he knows what circles are he knows what balls are so well, what we want to do with this episode is that, you know, we don't want to just make fun of flat earthers, even though we are going to do that. Yeah. We don't just want to do that, though. What we really want.
want to do here is we want to try to understand right. flat earthers. What are these people all about? Where do these beliefs come from? Mm. Uh, and uh, who is essentially at the top? All right. Now, upon researching this phenomenon, the thing that surprised me the most was that the flat earth theory is very tied up in Christianity. In fact, a lot of flat earthers point towards the Old Testament to support their claims, but we'll get into that later. There's a lot of Nephilim, and the Archons also make a resurgence deep. If you, once Ooh. you get deep into this, and then there's the pyramid dimensional prison that technically we're in, that we're, Earth is a flat disk floating in a pyramid prison created by Satan and the Nephilim that are just <laughs> pretending to be aliens, wow. but they're not. That sounds kind of fun. Well, what's most fascinating about Flat Earth is that although the modern line of thinking began in the 1800s, the recent resurgence really only began to gain steam about five years ago. Hmm. In fact, reporter Michael Marshall found after interviewing all of the speakers at a Flat Earth conference last year that almost none of them had even heard of Flat Earth until 2013, with some of them only hearing about it as late as 2015. That is just a two-year turnaround between not even seriously thinking about the shape of the Earth hmm. to giving long-winded PowerPoint presentations at a conference. Well, I'm sure you'll answer the question, but what happened? <laughs> I don't know. People are scared of what's underneath their feet. They're so scared and so distrusting of any single thing that crosses their nose, eyes, ears, or mouth mm -hmm. that they can't even agree. They can't even agree that there's like air. They don't know what <laughs> air is. They think that the, they think that the planets are fake and that they're put there and that they are a lie, that Jupiter is a lie. Huh. And then it gets to a point, I understand Hollow Moon almost, because at least it's just one planet. Right. But just the idea body. that all of it is fake. Yeah. Well, the nice thing about living in New York, I know what I'm walking on. Trash. Trash. The entire city is built upon it. So that's good. Now, the general consensus is that for most of this millennium, flat earthers were consigned mostly to obscure forums. And even then, those forums were just kind of a healthy mix of non-believers and people using an untenable argument as a kind of intellectual exercise. Hmm. Like essentially starting it at flat earth and then arguing that the earth is flat while knowing that the earth is round. Well, yeah, because it's devil, Devil's Advocates University. Yeah. Which they, and they all got BSs in it. This piece of shit. Hold on. So they know the Earth is round, but they're arguing that it's flat. Well, they were they were just having fun with it. They were having fun with yeah, it. Yeah, they were having fun with it. Uh, but then are around you... 2013, something changed. Hold Although, on a second. What? So are you telling me in this country a joke got out of hand? <laughs> yes. Is that is that what all this is about? Yes. Oh my it's gosh. Kind of. Kind, kind of. Because of, a part of it, it's like I understand again because of chaos magic and the and the reading that we've done and and using psychedelics and like I I know understand I understand the idea of playing with the thought of living on a disc sure but you're gonna do it enough that you do a four hour <laughs> series and then if you go on there's that one guy called like. Uh, connective thinking, I forget what it was, that or collective understanding is like one of those weird nonsensical YouTube channels where every day he's got a two-hour clip show and him rambling better than I've ever rambled in my life. Wow. For an hour and a half of pure just made-up off-the-dome material about Flat Earth, that's a big old jump. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Well, around 2013, something changed, although nobody has really been able to pinpoint what. Hmm. One thing we do know, though, is that 
99% of flat earthers say that they were converted by YouTube videos. What's hmm. what's the 1%? Uh, I don't know, book. Maybe a book? <laughs> no, just going out there throwing a frisbee. <laughs> and you'd be like, and you're throwing a frisbee back and forth. You're like, man, wouldn't it be kind of fun to live on top of one of these? Just zipping around the galaxy. Yeah. And these buddies like, you know, I read a pamphlet at the truck stop the other day. You know when I was getting blown by that dog? <laughs> oh. Yeah? It said the earth's flat, just like this frisbee. No shit. Wow. <laughs> Now, if you're being cynical, you can say that 2013 was around the time that the internet and computers became ubiquitous and easy enough to use where pretty much anyone could utilize a computer. There might be another factor in this. Between 2010 and 2014, shipments of smartphones worldwide rose from 300 million to about 1.2 billion. Whoa. That means. Congrats, Apple. (laughs) They need all of our congratulations. That means that people who formerly couldn't understand how to open up Internet Explorer could now reach the Internet using a single button. The rise of Flat Earth also coincides with the mainstream rise of conspiracy theory in modern times. Now, where his conspiracy theory used to be something you'd have to read about or go hear to talk, now conspiracy something conspiracy theory is something you can just sit back and watch. Hmm. Hell yeah, man. Between Seamless and Postmates and YouTube, I can get my burrito. I can get my handle of Jim Beam, mm-hmm. and I can sit and slug it all back while I watch a, a 45-year-old man who should be with his children <laughs> explain to me why we live in a, dia- in a diamond universe. Well, furthermore, these videos have the added bonus of hearing someone speak in a voice that sounds good. It's like a voice of authority, mm-hmm. and those voices convince thousands, if not millions, that the earth is flat. So here's a sampling of some Flat Earth YouTube channels. Okay. Flat Earth Frank. <laughs> Love him. Parable of the Vineyard. Ooh. Oh. Jesus Freak Computer Geek. Really? Yeah. And yeah. I bet he's got a cool wheelchair. <laughs> <laughs> Why wouldn't he? And the best, Globe Busters. Hell yeah. <laughs> like it. You know what you know I like about Globe Busters? I, in my mind, I just, let's just imagine a woman in high heels. There's like a series of videos just like kicking guys in the nuts. Like one guy with a fucking Nixon mask on, another guy with a Reagan mask on, another guy with a Garfield mask on. And it's just like, and now here's another episode of Globe Busters. And she kicks him in the nuts and he goes, Ugh. and that's it. Honestly, you just sold a show. Why didn't, why didn't this come up in any of our pitch meetings? And also, yeah, we're not going to be play, playing clips from any of these YouTube channels. Because, I mean, Ben, did you try to watch any of these? I've watched this stuff for a little while now. It's, it's fascinating. Well, it's fascinating, but it's also long, droning, stream of consciousness snooze fest. But that's what makes it, I think, in the minds of a lot of people, authentic. Because they're like, <laughs> if they were lying, at least it would be exciting. Like when people talk about reptilians, when you watch David Icke, he's actually pretty entertaining. But these guys are next level boring. Well, they do that all the time. They believe a wall of facts is what shows what, uh, why they are correct and everyone is wrong. Right. I watched this guy do this presentation about gyroscopes where he had a gyroscope that he bought and he showed the box where he bought it and he's like and it says here why this is it has been adjusted to nine millimeters of gyroscopic tension 
I'd like to see the government get anything close to that. In this gyroscope here, it should be able to be in any position, always upright. And he just does this point in a gyroscope prop, makes no sense. And then he just shows a wall of mathematical formulas that also makes no sense. That mean nothing. Yeah, and they also sometimes have their own math. Like, they don't even use accepted math. One of the really? big things is vortex math. What's, uh, what's that? Vortex math. It's math, that, <laughs> it's math that doesn't make any sense. It's like, it's the, uh, they say that vortex math proves the fingerprint of God. Well, I will say math that doesn't make any sense is what I call math. <laughs> but uh, that's interesting. Well, part of it, as I understand, is that they believe that scientists and quote-unquote elites that use their so-called math and science are bigger and better than them. And they don't like hearing it from them. They think that they think that they think that they are better than them because they went to school to learn how to do math and science. And so they say, oh, well, they make up math. I can make up math, too. And I want to see the gyroscope quiver with my own eyes because I bought this gyroscope. And right. I already opened the box, so I can't return it. <laughs> okay. All right. I get it. Yeah, and these people, they got all kinds of fun names for us. You got Globers, <laughs> Globeheads, oh. Globetards. You're making me mad. Baltards. Uh-huh. <laughs> and not surprisingly, given the conspiratorial nature of all of this, Globe Cucks. Now, which one, of, which one of those people are Jimmy Buffett fans? That's what I want to know. Wow. I'd call them Globeheads. Yeah. Globe Cucks is kind of like, I mean, I could see that also being another channel altogether. I've got Globusters on one side and I've got Globe Cucks on the other side where it's just men watching bucks make love to their wife <laughs> just layered over a big yoga ball painted like the planet Earth. Man, the Spice Channel has really gone downhill. Who's in charge of programming over here? Spice Channel was a pornographic network for people who don't know that back in the 90s. It was a wonderful channel. Thank you, Uncle Ben. No problem. <laughs> Everyone's having fun at Easter at your house, Uncle Ben. <laughs> and concerning globe cucks, it's interesting that some flat earthers have adopted a version of Pepe the Frog as their mascot. Oh. They call him Fepe, which stands for flat earth people everywhere. Okay. And this is not surprising at all, because it's rare that Flat Earth is the only conspiracy these people subscribe to. For a lot of them, the road to Flat Earth is paved with dozens of other conspiracy theories. Okay. Again, the writer of the New Yorker article, Alan Burdick, said he overheard people talking about Pizzagate, Sandy Hook, and other supposed false flag mass shootings more than a few times at the Flat Earth conference he attended last year. Okay. Wait a second. Let me go to my closet. I need to put my surprised hat on (laughs) to continue the rest of the show. I can't continue. But I get it. I mean, I understand the conspiratorial view uh, on some level, because I, I like the idea of looking deeper mm-hmm. into things, into society. I understand that. I feel like obviously we're now seeing the damage that conspiracy theories like Pizzagate and the, the idea that Sandy Hook was a false flag shooting, or like all of that. We see the damage that does. But a part of it's like, it's just so strange to go to this like very, very bottom level. Right. I don't even believe that I'm standing on something that anyone can understand. Right. Which I, maybe they're correct, yeah. but. 
Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I was uh, reading the uh, the Bill Cooper book that you guys uh, interviewed uh, the guy on on uh, the Patreon. Like, I've been reading his book. Yeah. It's fucking great. Uh, yeah, Pale Horse Rider. Pale, it's great. Yeah, Pale Horse Rider. It's awesome. Uh, but he quoted uh, Bill Cooper. Of course, Bill Cooper, the father the father of modern conspiracy. Mm-hmm. He quoted something that Bill Cooper said that really made me think about these flat earthers. That Bill Cooper was something you would say on almost every episode. He would say, "Listen to everyone, mm-hmm. read everything." Mm-hmm. And believe nothing Uh-oh. other than what you can prove with your own research. Okay. Which I do believe is correct. But when your <laughs> research is, my eyeballs don't see a curvature, then that's right. like, that's what's hard. It's hard. I understand. But he also says a very interesting thing uh, later on with, where Bill Cooper said, I'm not, trying to disco- I'm not trying to discover what is right or what's wrong. I'm trying to investigate what is driving us insane. Yeah. Which I think now is a very prescient thing because what we're saying mm-hmm. is like it feels like the the culture of the United States is kind of, it's very like, kind of fraying, yeah. right? The things are really really chaotic. And stuff like this really throws a an Uno wild card Uh-oh. into the <laughs> middle of all that. Nothing yeah. like getting that Uno wild card, I will say. But, you know, the one issue with it is science. You do have to trust the scientists that became that came before you, and yes. that's kind of how you build what we have today. Yeah. So there is a little bit of a flaw in the logic. There's a definitely there's definitely a flaw in the logic. And in speaking of that, it was something that uh, Henry said to me uh, when we were talking about this a couple of days ago, is that Flat Earth many times is so logical, it's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's straight to the heart of logic, because it's straight up just streaming like i don't believe in any of this they they see the cgi they did this really extended cgi imagining of what our glo- our solar system looks like right mm-hmm. and it shows the sun wildly spinning and it shows the track of the earth wildly spinning then it cuts to a side view of the sun traveling through space with all of the planets cycling around it, it looks like a big drill with all these different kind of threads going around it and it's cool as shit but for me when i watch that i'm like wow that's we're on spaceship Earth, sliding through the galaxy, doing all stuff. But to them, they're like, "No, <laughs> no, I ain't spinning. Yeah, I ain't spinning." That's oh, because they reaction. don't feel like they're spinning. Yeah, they don't feel yes. like that they're spinning. And and we'll definitely okay. get get into that uh, as far as how flat Earth, like how it's a uh, it's a salve, it's a comfort to a lot of people. But All we'll right. get into the reasons behind that later. Great. Uh, but these people, I mean, Henry talking about, you know, the fraying of the American consciousness, these people are already primed for the idea that the Earth is flat because, as one guy interviewed at that convention said, if they're lying to us about everything else, mm-hmm. of course they would lie to us about this. I see. Because this yep. is the end of the road with well, conspiracy theory. There is nowhere else to go from here. Is there any conspiracy theorist or any flat earth? Is there any flat earther that's like rational when it comes to Pizzagate and Sandy uh, Hook? Yes, because yes, it's yes. still taking place on Earth, you know. Like- <laughs> We're going to cover those. There, there's a guy. One of the the head of the modern movement is like that. Where okay. He says that like I'm a reasonable man asking reasonable questions. Okay. Yeah. It's like he believes in evolution, believes in global warming, although I think he calls it climate climate change. Okay. Climate uh, change. But every once in a while, you can like kind of like trip him up, like and hear him say global warming, uh, but. You know, he is a fairly rational human being. It's a little bit of both, all right. But what this certainty creates within these flat earthers is something not unlike religion. Because I have never, ever seen people more confident that they're right about something outside of a suicide bomber. Really? And there is nothing you can say to convince these people otherwise. Do not try arguing with 
any of them. And there's nothing sadder than an insecure suicide bomber because <laughs> no, like, that's oh, just... <laughs> why don't I just do it now? Uh, um, I also feel like with... Uh, it's also uh, walking around L.A. and seeing people like the newest in fashion in L.A. is essentially just like soft clothes street ninja. Oh. People dress like with big long sleeves and they look like very comfortable downy bear ninjas. <laughs> that takes a lot of confidence. It does. Well, for an example, as far as the religious aspect goes, at one Flat Earth conference, the guy who has the diamond-shaped fourth dimension Pac-Man theory, oh. he shared what he called a Flat Earth addiction test during his speech. Okay. He asked things like, Have people said that you are pushy or obsessive about Flat Earth? Uh, count the hands? No, all of you. Great. <laughs> Have you thought that if everyone knew about Flat Earth, the world would be a different place? Great. Ollie, great. <laughs> Have you noticed that you spend less and less time with your family and friends Uh-oh. and more and more time talking to flat earthers? Love it. Love that you're here. <laughs> Love your energy. Yeah, so this it's guy. Like, it, it sounds like a cult. Well, this guy was reading these questions aloud, and the reporter, he's looking around the room, sees like everyone's like nodding along with each question. Then at the end, this guy, uh, Nesbitt, who I think was trying to make a joke, revealed that the questions were actually taken from a checklist used to see if someone was in a cult. Oh my God, that's incredible! Yeah, yeah, and so, but they wear that as a sign of pride. Yeah, it's kind of like another similar phenomenon that's happening in this country, where they take the the cult mentality of it because it's a contrarians, contrarians, contrarian society. Yes, right. It's that everybody else is wrong. That I am the only person that holds the secret knowledge, and it is correct to me. So it has to be correct ostensibly to all society. So what you're saying is, you know, obviously we've had a couple of laughs at their expense, but in reality, they're laughing at us. Yes. Yes. Yeah, they absolutely. Oh, yeah, they absolutely are. I don't think they have much of a choice. Okay. But what's fascinating about this is that although flat earth belief has all the hallmarks of a cult, this is a cult that nobody benefits from aside from a handful of YouTube personalities. Right. There's nobody at the top. The people who do make money are probably more surprised than we are, and there sure as fuck ain't any sex involved. And no one's found love in this community? Is that what you're uh, saying? I bet you it had to work one time a guy found his perfect match or a gal found her perfect match. I think it's sort of similar to like maybe me and my last relationship where at some point it revealed just how truly deeply I was into UFOs and it became like a presence within the relationship where like that kind of happens over time, I imagine. The descent into that level of doubt over all reality, like uh, does, I think it, little pieces. For a while, it's just like, yeah, you know, we kind of used to lose them a lot to video games mm-hmm. quite a bit and then... Jeb started coming over a lot, and they got a lot of protractors, and I had to get rid of all the apples. I bought a bunch of oranges because the kids needed more vitamin C. The doctor said he made me get rid of them unless I cut them into slices. It's the only thing they can have. Right. Interesting. It's a real character trait for these people. All-encompassing. Oh, it's more than a character trait. It's their entire personality. Okay. But really, the only benefit that people get from this is that it makes them feel special. Right. But they do have an answer for people who refer to them as a cult. One of the top names in the flat earth world, Daryl Marble, 
had this to say. Can, yeah, cannot it, make that up. <laughs> no, you can't make it up. I, I disavow. I disavow my last name. I have disavowed my last name since a day one. I should be Daryl Flat. I have said that before. I am. My going for Alan is Daryl Manila Folder. <laughs> <laughs> this is what Daryl Marble had to okay. say about people who call them a cult. They say we are a cult, but the globe is the biggest cult of all. You fucking sheep. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Now, they say the cult that the rest of us belong to is scientism. And they believe that the world would be a much better place without it. Good Lord. I just, this is very religious. When you said that, because we used to do full on seminars, we would go to anti science seminars, Mm -hmm. all the dinosaurs were planted, all that kind of stuff. My God, is there not a, uh, they're they're the same kind of folks. They are. Do they fly in planes? Yeah. They do. Yes, they do, buddy. Okay. And they have a whole huh. They have a whole explanation of how how and why planes work because you have to understand pilots and air traffic controllers are also receiving the lies. Yes. So they're also being lied to about what they're actually doing and they don't they don't know which is why planes there's only a north and south sea to the gigantic Pangea, the UN map that is the actual world. Uh. And so they just fly them bip, bip around these little fucking little semicirculars and tell them they're going straight. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And speaking of it, it's funny that you bring up planes with Daryl Marble because Daryl Marble is famous in the flat earth world for being the level guy because he flew up in an airplane and he brought a level with him <laughs> and it didn't change. He was level the whole time. He's so, on yeah. a plane. And so, yeah, but look at that. But look at it. It's wow, level the whole they time. Don't, All right. They didn't do the reading about a thing <laughs> called the theory of relativity. But even if they did it, they would say it's a Zionist conspiracy. I, of of which course. Is very difficult. If we're at right. this level, if we're already at this level of DEFCON 5 uh-huh. in terms of, like, we're not going to have much of a more of a conversation about the nature of the planet Earth. I just, of course, they got to Zionism at some point. Yeah. Can I just ask this question? What's the problem if the world is flat? Uh Uh-huh. Why would someone lie and say it's round? What's the difference? Well, it's a very... Oh. <laughs> well, what? No, but I'm just saying, like, what's we'll the big it. benefit? Well, what's the di- we'll get into it. We'll, 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 ab- into it. we'll absolutely get okay. into it. Some people say uh, there is a reason behind it. Some people, like the guy we're about to talk to talk about, Samuel Robotham, <laughs> uh, he says there is no reason. Now, this is the first... This was like the beginning guy, right, Samuel Robotham? Samuel Robotham. So let's... Let's get into some of the top personalities of Flat Earth, beginning way back in 1838 with Samuel Robotham. Now, one of history's greatest misconceptions is that people believe that the Earth was flat up until relatively recently, Mm. when Columbus sailed the ocean blue in 1492. Yeah, of course, that's not true. I mean, humans have known the Earth was round as far back as the 6th century BC, and it's been a generally accepted fact for the last 2,000 years. Very few people seriously thought that the Earth was flat, if they even thought about the shape of the Earth at all. Right. The first person in modern times to argue about the shape of the Earth was a man named Samuel Robotham. Robotham would travel to various universities in England and lecture on his theory for the meager sum of sixpence per talk. Not bad. Of course, going up against other academics didn't always go his plan. And after he couldn't explain why the hull of the ship disappeared before the mast in one lecture, he just ran away. <laughs> he just ran away. He just like like a squid. Like he was like, Ugh, he shot come. He's like, they'll never see me in my cloud. Oh, and my. ran away. No, it's 
it was hard because the uh, the Bedford level experiment now is still the thing they whip out saying this was the first thing that showed that the Earth is flat. But there's a lot of science stuff in there that they're disregarding. <laughs> yeah. Stuff like air's a liquid, sort of, like an air liquid. This is me even saying it, and I'm not even sure of the math. But I know there's a lot of stuff in between what me sees with me eyeballs and how reality is because my brain is making it all up anyway. All right. Are you? <laughs> how are you, Henry? Are you doing okay? It gets you in a circular <laughs> loop of thought yeah. that is just degrading my everyday life. I see. Uh, Robotham hews all sorts of what he thought to be scientific experiments to prove that the Earth was indeed flat. All right. But like all these guys, the experiments only held up so long as the observer either didn't think about it too hard or was just happy something scientific was explained in a way that made them feel smart. Okay, I get it. Yeah, of course. Like, it makes you feel good. Like, oh, I understand that. That's a, yeah. That makes total sense. Now I'm smart, and the guys up there in their ivory towers, they're the stupid ones. They're the dumb ones. Yeah. Yeah, there's not even an elevator invented yet. They're walking all <laughs> up those stairs trying to go to bed. I just fall asleep right here on the ground. <laughs> Look at that. Everywhere is my bed when I got a jug of wine. That's the best part about science that led me to discover the powers of wine <laughs> and how any garden can be your home. <laughs> uh, these days, flat earthers use all sorts of techniques to prove their theories like one of them's they just like shine a flashlight on a coin in front of a globe and say like look at that i, I don't i don't do nothing because that is most of the time the extent of their proof what, what is it, hold, look at that but what does it show shining a flashlight on a coin it's something by about a globe? the moon i think it's either something about the moon or the sun but the thing is about many flat earthers is that for a lot of them the only thing that matters is what they can concretely see okay because they've never seen the Earth from the outside with their own eyes. Nope. But they have seen the Chicago skyline from 50 miles away on a clear day, which, by their calculations, should be impossible if the Earth was round. Because if the Earth was round, the elevation would keep dropping and dropping and dropping, and we wouldn't be able to see it from 50 miles away. Therefore, the Earth is flat. But what about the scale of the globe and all that stuff? Therefore, the Earth is flat. <laughs> all right. Because it's You're what being you can, a real this, globe cuck right <laughs> now. I'm not Why being a globe just cuck. go and watch your wife being made love to by a planet? <laughs> oh, my goodness. I can't yeah. deal with all that. I mean, because you're asking the wrong questions. Because oh, okay. if there's any question that you have that comes down to um, the scale of the globe itself doesn't matter because you can't see the globe you've never seen the globe they've never seen the globe in fact this is what one youtuber quoted in burdick's article wrote it simply comes down to you have you been there hmm have you been to saturn have you been to jupiter science is really an excuse for people to be stupid you know i have never i've never had a grasshopper well actually i've eaten a grasshopper <laughs> I had one of those barbecue flavored. Yeah, but there's yeah. a series of things that exist that I have not seen that I trust exist. No, there was a one video I was watching where a guy was just saying height doesn't exist. Yeah. And I was like, well, what do you mean? Like, in my, my, that's why I asked myself. I actually probably said this out loud. I, my family has now heard me scream at the videos quite a bit while watching them inside the house. But a part of it, it's like, look at that. When you're watching that plane take off from that one way, right? It doesn't look that, that it looks like it's really high coming off that wow look at that how high it is well when i get close that don't look high 
Height's not real. <laughs> Honestly, I'm going to start saying that when people ask me how tall I am. I'm like, height's not real. And then they're going to know I'm a flat earther and I gain a friend. <laughs> well, their argument is that since the earth looks flat, the burden of proof is on everyone else to prove that it's round. Okay. Problem is, no matter what you say, flat earthers have a conspiratorial answer for everything is there anything you could say no nothing okay. nothing no 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 so i ain't fat from drinking beer that's water retention <laughs> that the government gave to me by putting it into they put water retention pills in the water itself which got filtered into the beer <laughs> they put water in the beer they i put water it. in the beer now say you show them photos from space and say look the earth is clearly a globe we've got thousands of pictures of the earth from space right but according to them Every single photo taken by space by anyone, whether it's NASA, the Russians, or the ISS, it's a fraud. It's nothing more than photo manipulation. Well, hmm. because they don't under... It's not that they... I hate using the term don't understand. It's that they refuse to acknowledge yes. that when we... When you take pictures at an object that's moving at a high speed from another not stable thing that's also moving at a high speed, I'm again... I'm not a scientist, but a part of it is that when it you have to patch the, the pictures together to get the entire globe. You get sections of it at a time, right. but you're also moving. It's a whole thing. Yeah. It takes time, and they got to put it all together to make the picture look right in order for you to see all of it like it's a plane. And they take that because they do have people that are artistic directors at NASA. They take that as they are lying about everything, that they are they're con the, that's where the, the moon landing being fake came in, where it's like you have all these guys engineering what we see, mm. which is like they are, but they're not. They're just engineering, they're engineering it so we can can see it well yeah. you know what now just for the sake of artists i hope that that's true where is all the money going nasa <laughs> meanwhile just cut to a graphic designer wearing gold shoes and gold <laughs> pants just be like it's all coming to me unfortunately i can't move due to the stiff nature of the metal but i do enjoy how expensive they are well speaking of nasa and nasa stands for what henry Never a straight answer from these fucking lying scientists. <laughs> the entire space program is fake as well. Mm. Now, some say that the whole thing was just a Cold War illusion because faking space exploration is much cheaper than actually going to space. Okay. But others say that NASA is really a gigantic money laundering operation controlled by who else but the Freemasons and people of the Jewish persuasion. Oh, oh it got gosh. there. It finally got <laughs> How there. How many pages, because I haven't looked at the websites, how many pages in until you get to the uh, Zionist agenda exactly? I'm going to give him credit and say it's an eight paragraph deep. Oh. Like you got it. You're already in a little bit, and then you go, oh, oh. like once you get there, like yeah. I knew it. Well, you could see, which also makes no sense because they wear flat discs on their head. To me, a Jewish person with the yarmulke is the ultimate symbol of the flat Earth because you got it's like a, a thing on their head. No, it's that's a rounded thing. It's a rounded disc, and it, if anything, it points towards them being uh, rounders. Is that what they call people who believe the Earth is round? Rounders, globeheads, globers, globecucks, globetards, <laughs> balltards. Cool. <laughs> I love it. Honestly, NASA, though, they are they are funneling money to the Space Force. This is true. This is not conspiracy. The, spa the Space Force is already being funded by NASA. Space War is next. Oh, great. Wonderful. Can't. Looking forward to it. No problem. 
Now you can stream the live TV you love for just 40 bucks a month with Sling TV. Get your favorite channels and shows for the best price. If you want live sports, Sling has all the football playoffs and pro and college basketball. Stay up to date with breaking news from around the world with MSNBC, CNN, and Fox News. Sling also has reality, TV, popular entertainment, kid shows, and more. Sling costs almost half as much as other live TV providers, so you can watch more and pay less. Sling is easy. Sign up in minutes, stream at home or on the go on up to three devices, and record up to 50 hours with included DVR space. Get flexible channel lineups that put you in control. Pause, change, or cancel your service at any time. You'll never get locked into a long-term contract. Check out Sling.com for special offers. Sling, the live TV you love for a price you'll love. Last podcast on the left is sponsored by Squarespace. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Thanks, Squarespace! With Squarespace, it's easy to create a beautiful website, all on your own terms. Don't let anybody tell you what to do. This ain't your mama's website platform. It is, actually. It's actually be very easy for your mother to learn. You don't want to miss Fluid Engine. It's a next-generation website design system from Squarespace with reimagined drag-and-drop technology for desktop or mobile. I thought it was just the name of what my blood pressure medication turned me into. Um, I'm peeing. Now, my goals for the year are I have two warehouses filled with horse picks. Now, I know a lot of people, uh, obviously this bit has been done, but the Zendaya centaur picks are not going anywhere. And I've been trying to get the Judge Reinhold sitting on the Clydesdale line out. Uh, I need these moved, okay, because I have to move into the storage unit. Let's just say there are problems at home. So I need Squarespace to shoot this through the roof for me this year, and that's why I'm going to go full tilt. And not only are you going to get the Judge Reinhold sitting on the Clydesdale entire series, clothes and non-clothes, what we also are going to offer, and I mean this, we're trying to get into giraffe rides. I brought this up the other day. We got to start riding other animals but horses, take pictures of the horses, Photoshop the horses into other celebrities, but stop riding them. Save a horse, ride a giraffe with Squarespace. Go head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash left to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Squarespace.com. Hey. Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? You can grow lemon, avocado, olive, or fig trees inside your home on top of the wide variety of houseplants available. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. The experts at Fast Growing Trees curate thousands of plants for all climates, locations, and needs. Available 24-7, you can talk to a plant expert about your soil type, landscape design, and how best to take care of your plants. I love Fast Growing Trees because I just moved here to Los Angeles. I got a yard now, and I'm doing all the landscaping myself. I love working in my garden. I love 
planting stuff. I love growing stuff. And the cool thing about fast growing trees that I really like is that they tell you exactly what type of growing zone you're in. I'm in growing zone 10 and they can tell you exactly what type of trees or plants or whatever you can put out in front of your house. Uh, I'm looking at the Norfolk Island pine tree. I'm looking at putting a little bit of red sister cordyline up in front of my fence. I think that'll the red will really pop nice. And maybe for the backyard, I got an extra planter that I might put a Satsuma plum tree in. And these prices are reasonable. They're reasonable if you've ever been to a nursery. But right now, they have some of the best deals online, like up to half off on select plants. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code LEFT at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using the code LEFT at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code LEFT. Offers valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. Well, speaking of people of the Jewish persuasion, this is uh, a little bit of information about them in the words of one YouTuber. NASA is Hebrew for to deceive. And who speaks Hebrew? There's your answer. <laughs> I made you say it. I didn't say it. I made you say it. <laughs> yeah, I don't like the way that that happens. That's not right at all. Also, people who speak Hebrew may be someone who wants to learn more than one language. <laughs> well, this uh, apparently this uh, guy's YouTube channel, which we're actually going to hear from this guy later, uh, but this he's one of those who's like, Nasa's Hebrew for to deceive, and who speaks Hebrew? There's your answer. Like he's There's one your of those, answer. He's one of those douchebags that talks really fast and thinks that it makes him smart. Right. Uh, but uh, Rachel's... Uh, boyfriend rachel uh which is uh my research assistant mm-hmm. thank you very much rachel you were invaluable on this episode uh but her boyfriend actually speaks hebrew and he watched some of uh, this guy's videos and so he said this guy doesn't know how to fucking speak hebrew he like, <laughs> to speak hebrew it's like he well, was writing all the shit backwards and none of it made any sense and actually nasa is a hebrew word it's n-a-s-s-e-h but it means to carry Okay, hold on a second. So this guy talks about NASA, meaning to, to deceive, you know, who speaks Hebrew. And then why didn't he just end it with this guy? You know, <laughs> because guy, apparently he does. Is that what's it's happening? Me. This is all very confusing stuff. Yes. I, it, it's interesting. Yeah, been trying to, oh yeah, we're trying to lay it out as, as simply as we possibly can. Okay. But astronauts... Those are Freemasons, too, and they're totally in on it. They know yep. that it's not that nothing's real, but most NASA employees don't know that nothing's real because they've all been compartmentalized. And anyway, they're all just Satanists and Luciferians. Can I just ask a question? What about the Challenger? Uh, when th- they all... Henry, you want to take that one? The Challenger explosion was faked in order to make you feel sympathy for astronauts. Yeah. That's how deep it goes. Oh my god. So why where did they go? Why did they just come back then? Um they are alive and well and they are I'll show you the YouTube video where it shows several people that look vaguely like the members of the Challenger team <laughs> that are now slightly older. Oh my god. I, I, they say that yeah, they're hiding in plain sight. Oh, okay. They have a hard time dealing with reality, it seems like. Well, that, that kind of goes with a lot of conspiracy theory. Oh, yes, okay. very yes. much so. And by the way, NASA, they do actually have a job. It's not just fakery and smoke and mirrors. Oh. 
That job isn't what you think it is. Okay. Their real job is to guard the Arctic Circle, the ice sheet that surrounds the entire flat Earth. That's what Antarctica is. And their job is to prevent anyone from climbing over and falling into the unknown or just climbing over, peeking over the ice wall, seeing nothing, and reporting back the truth to the rest of us. They are very, very expensive lifeguards. (laughs) Right. So we got a border border ice wall around the globe. That's what Antarctica is. And then I'm pretty sure the Simpsons covered this when Homer went to the real world. Is that what they think was happening and also if that is the case why wouldn't we be exploring that there has to have to be someone being like give me a snorkel i'm jumping over maybe they are and we just don't know about it it's a grand lie man you don't think do you think donald trump just go do you think donald trump jr just goes and parties in new york all the time no what? these are the kind of things that he does as the son of the president <laughs> i don't think so but maybe well let's get back to samuel robot okay Now, after he performed multiple experiments, far too boring and complicated to go into here, he released a pamphlet called Zetetic Astronomy under the pseudonym Parallax. (laughs) It's pretty cool. He went full on. Somehow he jumped into 1994 and pulled the name right out of hackers. Awesome. He followed that in 1864 with a book that has come to be the foundation of modern flat earth theory. It is called... Zetetic astronomy, Earth, not a globe. Not a globe. <laughs> well, it's written by Parallax, the guy who sounds like an anti-diarrhea medicine. So I'm going to open this. I'm going to open my mind. I'll have to give a little bit of read to that. And research assistant Rachel found some wonderful Amazon reviews for Zetetic astronomy, Earth, not a globe. Great book tells the truth that the Earth is not a chaotic spinning globe planet, but is indeed an ordered stable level plane. Uh, okay. Yeah, screaming uh, added to uh, indicate all caps. Here's the next one. Wow! <laughs> this book will make you think about the shape of our Earth and also gives many a truth where modern quote-unquote scientists choose to twist and lie to fit their quote-unquote agenda. Great book! Whoa! (laughs) And just one more. Timeless truth, thank you. Wake up public to the fact that Mickey Mouse is not your god. He's just another rat. And a rat is a rat by any name. NASA and its Nazi force has hoodwinked everyone, even though it's also run by the Jews. They are also pathetic liars, and as well as traitors. Read this book! (laughs) Okay, first of all, the biggest issue I have out of all of that is Mickey Mouse is a mouse, not a rat, which is in the name, which is crazy. She doesn't even believe Mickey Mouse is a mouse. Uh He looks like a mouse. Rat is a rat by any other name, even if you call him a mouse. Oh, good lord. But Mickey Mouse is viewed as our god is a very interesting... That is such an old-school holdover of, like, the idea of corporatocracy and shit, Uh where it's like, we've already allowed that to happen. It's called the phone you're handing you you have in your hand right. and the device you're listening to this on and the thing you use at work it's already happened the corporatocracy has already taken its place it's done but they still say it's mickey mouse being president mm-hmm. interesting okay and so and now she was saying the nazis were behind it so um, we have kind of dueling narratives going we have there. dueling narratives yeah yeah okay. nazis sped the uh the space force uh, nasa is full of nazis and yet it's also jewish at the same time there's nothing i hate slash love more than a jew pretending to be a nazi or a nazi pretending to be a jew 
whoever's got the good science that runs this country. Interest. So if I really did want to go have a good debate, I could say, we all agree the earth is flat, but is it Nazis or is it folks who are Jewish? And then perhaps that could get something going in the room. I mean, that's what Flat Earth conferences are all about. Okay. Yeah, dude. <laughs> what happens is that they have a villain that they believe in that's sort of like, uh, who's the, was it a James Bond villain whose head turns around, he's got multiple faces? Who's there? Was that He-Man? I think that was He-Man. Yeah, I think, I think you're thinking of, a, no, you're not thinking of Man at Arms. Uh, I think you're thinking of just like, I think his name's just Multiface or something. Something like that. But instead, it's just a, a mechanical yarmulke that flips <laughs> with a switch that's got a swastika on the other side of it. Oh, my goodness. According to the reviews, this book is pretty math-heavy, but couched in all that math is the foundation of Flat Earth Theory. Okay. The Bible. So one of the questions posed by Robotham and is repeated ad nauseum today is this. Why is water flat? Water. Why ask the question, Kissel? Water is, (laughs) as Bruce Lee said, be water. Uh-huh. Fit into anything. Water is no consistency. Water no. is whatever you put it in. Water is actually water round. is flat. Yeah, no, water is actually round. Like you know, you look at you dew, put it, you look at dew on a on a leaf, and that water's round because it's a yeah, bubble. they get a little round. Yeah, bubble bubbles are if it water, comes off the round. if it's coming off the leaf. I thought water was made out of waves. <laughs> I thought it was a bunch of waves. I thought it was like a Neapolitan cake or something with a bunch of layers, like a phyllo dough, like a like a baklava. Ooh. Yeah. My deli just started selling baklava, and I had <laughs> one. It's pretty good. A Robotham answers this by quoting Psalms as thus. Oh, give thanks to the Lord of Lords that by wisdom made the heavens and that stretched out the earth above the waters. I don't understand. Why does that make it flat? Then there's this one from Isaiah. He sits enthroned above the circle of the earth, and its people are like grasshoppers. He stretches out the heavens like a canopy and spreads them out like a tent to live in. Earth's flat. Is it possible that the people that wrote the Bible didn't know the earth was round? (laughs) I think it's possible that the Bible is just a collection of poetry meant to inspire and not necessarily literal facts. Yeah. But I don't know. Honestly, I don't. I don't know anymore. Well, I got a bumper <laughs> sticker that says otherwise, my friend. I have one that says coexist, but in all the symbols. <laughs> That's nice. Well, you have a Prius. I think it comes with a Prius, doesn't it? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And finally, there's this one from Matthew. Again, the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor. Because, see, the devil wouldn't be able to do that if the earth was round. Oh. Okay. <laughs> All right, so this is so these are the Bible verses that he. Uh, this is definitive proof in the minds of this man, in Those the are, mind of this man. These are only three of dozens that flat earthers have since plucked out okay. uh, to show. Like, look, the Bible says that the Earth is flat. You can take this statement from the Bible, and it implies the Earth is flat. Okay. So, therefore, the Earth is flat. A Robotham was also the first to suggest the Antarctica ice wall theory. So if you want an idea of how the round Earth gets turned into flat Earth, just imagine cutting a hole in the middle of Antarctica, Uh down at the bottom, and then you peel the whole map off of the globe, the whole map of the Earth. Right. You put that flat on a table, and you get flat Earth. But what about yes. a, there, it's like an orange peel though? When they actually do that, then you got all the little ridges in there and stuff. All the big no, 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 no. What no. do they this fill is that far in? More with? conceptual. This is far more conceptual. <laughs> You're doing the thing. You're taking it literal. It's flapping in it. It's more like um. Oh man, it's like <laughs> if you wrap a blanket 
around a dead body that's uh-huh. in the shape of a sphere. And then you unfold the blanket back out to being flat. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Okay. But then you look at that and you think, well, how do they do transcontinental flights? How do they do sea travel? Well, the sim- simple answer is they don't do them. Wait, no. At least not the way that we see it. You never been on one, man. You never <laughs> went in the sky, man. The way it's set up, the Pacific Ocean is just the northern ocean. So you can just kind of cur. Say you want to go from like L.A. to Beijing. Okay. You just fly up north, and then you just curve around, and you come back down. Okay. But pilots don't know that because the so- people who run the GPS, they're in on it too. And all the sea captains of your Liars. Okay, Full so- of shit. You can't believe a sailor, whatever he says. What about like a plane crash and then everyone dies? Like what happened to Leonard Skinner? Not uh-huh. everyone die, but really the core of the band did. Yeah. Uh, how does that happen then? Why Why would they die if oh, the plane Oh, yeah. Crashes? I mean, planes still crash. But they're not. I thought they weren't high. No, no, no. They are high. They are high. They're high up in the air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Do you know that type of the plane... You, do you know that time when you're in the middle of the flight? It's every single time when the pilot comes on. It's like, all right, everybody, um, we're here cruising at 35,000 feet. Um, now it's time for everybody to clap and believe in flight. And if you don't clap, <laughs> the plane will crash. So, And so if they were too busy playing music stuff and I hear the announcement, they don't clap in the middle of it. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and as far as the sun and moon go, those are only about 3,000 miles up. And then, instead of 93 million miles, like the sun, like we've been told the sun actually is. Okay. And the sun and the moon, they just rotate around above us. And then we just kind of switch. We all stay in the same place, but the sun and the moon rotate around above us. Well, and concerning eclipses, those are caused by an invisible celestial object called the anti-moon. What the hell is that? It's the anti-moon. <laughs> no one's really sure. No, no one's, one's really sure? No. <laughs> Well, what's stopping the Earth? You know, because obviously they don't believe in gravity. I would uh-huh. Why doesn't it fall? We'll get into that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll definitely get into that. Well, this is also just one model of the flat Earth idea. Yeah. Two. Okay. This is the, one of the original models, which they felt was more scientific than what will happen later on. Is it fair to say this is your go-to model? Uh, I think that I would say this is a go-to model. Yeah, this is the first one, uh, and it's one that people like to point back to again and again. Uh, But the thing is about... And then, again, with, like, the flat earth theory, is that, like, it's kind of like religion. It is whatever you want to say it is. Okay. Like, you can believe in anything you want to believe. Now, even though all of this sounds, like, super simplistic, and it's the sort of thing that most people, even in the 1860s, would scoff at... Just know that all these beliefs persist to this day in the form of YouTube videos. And some of those YouTube videos got over 10 million views. Wow. We are doing it wrong. (laughs) So unbelievable. But it's got a lot of coverage in recent years. Yeah. Which is a part of the reason why the 10 million views, I think, are there. Is that, ironically, it's been covered again and again where people have come and have have laughed at at them. They've watched it ironically. It also... A part of that irony and a part of the laughter at it is what's actually driven the other side of the movement to fight even harder for their legitimacy. Because, again, like in many cults, now that we've actually had it spelled in front of us that the Flat Earther movement is similar to a cult, Mm -hmm. that idea of persecution 
validates what they believe. Right. Mm-hmm. It seems like it's like, I, I don't know, uh, did you guys see that clip of Kawhi Leonard laughing? No. It was quite hilarious because you immediately get serious. It's one of those where you're laughing and then your brain is like, you're on TV. And then you stop <laughs> laughing. I wonder if people watch that as a lark initially and by the time they sit through the whole thing, maybe they're convinced. Yeah, you don't know. I mean, you, we that's the point of all this is that there's no way to tell how many of the, those 10 million views are people watching it ironically, people watching it curiously, and how many actually fall for it. We have no idea. And there, of course, there's one guy who is count- accounted for 50,000 views. It's just a repeat <laughs> nonstop on his computer. It's, I'm close to it. We watched quite a bit of this today, but the thing is, they're just so long. Yeah. Each very one's long. like four hours long. And each one has to. Then you have to explain to me why the moon landing was fake. <laughs> and then you have to explain to me why evolution's not real. And I'm just like, I know, but just get to the flat Earth part okay. at yeah. least. Yeah. And speaking of not knowing whether people believe in this shit or not. It's speculated that Samuel Robotham, the father of modern flat earth theory, never believed in flat earth at all. What? And only did it for the money. Yep. Not, I mean, whether he did Wait or not. Wait a second. I have to put my surprise hat back on. I took <laughs> it off for a second. Yeah, there were multiple friends that came out after he died, and they're like, yeah, he never believed in that shit. Oh, my. So he just did a, tor- a terrible disservice to science for money? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course he did. And he also <laughs> married a 16-year-old girl at the age of 45. And then he had 14 kids. And yeah. <laughs> this guy is blowing my mind. And then he continued publishing the Earth Not a Globe review until his death in 1884. Honestly, you're looking at kid number 11 and you're like, ah, better go back to the college. <laughs> like, you got to make money if, if that's how you're making money. Yeah. That's what you got to do. Yeah, you got to put you got to put butts in seats. And also, we're looking at an incredible Sasha Baron Cohen movie yeah. that should be done. Oh, sure. yeah. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It says right here, what would you do if another extra hour of your day? I mean, well, obviously I'd get some nunchuck training in. Uh, I'd make love to my wife. That takes about nine, that's a full nine minutes of that hour. And then I would probably uh, go to get a donut. And then I'd probably yell at my parents. But a lot of us wish we had more time. The question is time for what? I don't know. What works for you? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. And therapy can help you find out what matters to you so you could do more of it. You know that question? They're like, if you had a billion dollars, what would you do? You know, and like, you know, when I answer, it's of course I would grind the government to a standstill with my giant machine of my making in secret for many years. But a lot of people get mad at that. And it's really hard to do that in a job interview or like when you're meeting somebody's like your significant other's parents for the first time. So, and you might actually want to think of starting therapy. So give BetterHelp a try. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. So learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash last pod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash L-A-S-T-P-O-D. It's sports. Prize picks. Football season may be over, but the action on the floor, what would seat up? Whether it's tournament season or the fight for playoff home court, there's no shortage of high stakes basketball moments this time of year. Yeah. Toss that rock. Come on, guys. Yeah, pass it around. Get on the excitement with Price Picks, America's number one fantasy sports app, where you can turn your hoops knowledge 
into serious caps. Whether it's hula hoops or earring hoops, you're going to know everything you need to know about sports. You can now win up to 100 times your money on prize picks with little as four correct picks. Conference tournaments are here, which means the biggest moments in college basketball are getting closer. Basket. Price Picks even offers injury insurance so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. I sure wish that Bobby Bonilla was still in the game because I would pick him to go all the way. Can you imagine Bobby Bonilla played basketball? Woo-wee, dog! Then it would be more like baseball, but Bobby Bonilla would still be crushing it in the contract game. Woo! The deadliest game of all. Download the app today. And use code LEFT for a first deposit match up to $100. That's code LEFT for a first deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. One in five Americans have learned a new language on their bucket list. And if that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel. The science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are designed by over 150 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Now, I love Babbel, and I love what they're doing for the people of America. But I went on there to find out if I could learn Fremen in order for me to go and harness the desert power that it would take to finally Get the raids of the sand planet Arrakis. Uh, but they said they only offer real languages and uh, stuff that can really help people travel. I think that's mostly what Babbel's looking to do. They didn't really, like, I called customer service and I asked me, like, well, how can I possibly harness the power of a million Fremen? And they said, please, sir, stop calling. And I said, but I, I'm doing an ad for you currently while we're on the phone. And Babbel, you know what? God love them. They helped me learn German. And in the end, they, they were right. Because German's a lot more useful. Here's a special limited time deal for listeners. Right now, get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash left. Get 55% off at babbel.com slash left. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash L-E-F-T. Rules and restrictions may apply. Now, while a few of his followers continued this tradition with a journal called Earth, a monthly magazine of science and sense, it didn't take long for another huckster to pick up where Robotham left off. Hmm. That man was Wilbur Glenn Valiva. Cool. Valiva, by putting the Bible up front and flat Earth as supporting proof of its veracity, he managed to convince the entire town of Zion, Illinois, to believe in the flat Earth by couching the belief in evangelical Christianity. I see. Valiva believed that the world was besieged by what he called the trinity of evils. Evolution, historical criticism of the Bible, hmm. and modern astronomy. In other words, he was a literalist in all things. It's so hard if you view all of life as just that. 
That's got to be, like, puts you in such a place. Like, you are the villain of the whole. You're anti-everything anybody ever understands. It's a lonely position to have. Right. And the Trinity of Evils is another thing that bring, gets brought up quite a bit. I was watching a pastor do a big sermon about the earth being flat. And they also say the top three evils. Three evils come up all the time, which is ball earth theory leads to believing in evolution, leads to believing in the Big Bang. They hate the Big Bang. Yeah. They hate all of this stuff and the idea that we came from monkeys and the whole thing. But what about if the Big Bang just made a flat Earth? Eh, but that's they the, don't like that. Uh, yeah, yeah, they don't like that at all. So they don't go like back in their head and be like, but where did it all come from? They don't go that far back? Well, let's get no. in a little bit into like the reasoning behind like the religious connection here. Okay. Now, Valiva believed that the Earth and only the Earth was created for humans, and that to believe that the Earth was round or even that the stars were anything but an illusion was ungodly and would earn you a ticket straight to hell. The basic idea of this, that the earth and only the earth exists, and then God made it, especially for us, is extremely common in the flat earth community, and actually I think tells us a lot about them. Yes. Because if you believe in flat earth, then that means that you were nowhere near as small as you would be if the entire universe existed. Oh. If you believe in flat earth, your existence is now infinitely larger than it was before, in a very literal sense. You also, if you view God as a direct parent in your life, right, and this idea that God is right there, it's like, you know, like when you go to, I went to theater school, and what's nice about theater school is that the classes were smaller, so you got more direct attention from the teacher. Right. Imagine that, but it's God. The <laughs> idea is that instead of having an entire universe uh, for God to look after, mm-hmm. it's this little circle that he made filled with each one of us handcrafted lovingly painted like a pedophile Hummel figurine creator <laughs> who each stroke of his tiny brush was there and he felt it and we can bask in God's love and we're a part of and we are the only person he's concerned with and you can see how like oh that would make you feel really uh important yeah absolutely well it reminds me of so we're on center stage yeah and that's a big deal i remember doing open mics at a place called ochi's lounge it was <laughs> in the basement right by the bathrooms of a comedy club <laughs> called comics upstairs was quite a good comedy club with a bunch of it. seats in it and, it's where i started out and i remember uh talking to the open micers this must have been 11 years ago that the club upstairs isn't good yeah those shows suck what we're doing down here <laughs> this is where they should this be this is the real they, show this is the real show the one that we we had to pay to do, but yeah, two drink tickets. We we got one of those. That's cool. Yeah. You know, like that fun fact that if you smell a shit smell coming from a bathroom, it's got a, got a bunch of shit particles in your nose from a stranger. It's like that, but it's also a comedy show. Like, oh, great, awesome. Now, personally, I think the modern resurgence of flat earth theory is just another symptom of the Western world's obsession with fame. Hmm. See, I think for many, just being insignificant on Earth is bad enough. And if you add the infinite reaches of space, that insignificance can become unbearable because we've all been taught that we have to be significant. And in modern times, being significant means being famous i gotta say i love just being in i love the idea of space it makes you feel like better in my opinion that's how i think of it it's also it's famous it's fame it's want for attention especially here in los angeles you could see in the middle of pilot season how flat earth uh that theory could be really popular because you know (laughs) they're just not calling and you're staring at phone waiting for them to call no one's doing it and you're just starting to sweat and you start to wonder do i exist am i a ghost 
Um, so I could see that, mm-hmm. how that would be very attractive. I also think it's an inherent lack of meaning. Yeah. A part of what we live with every day is the weight that on some fo- construct of our brain, in order for, for in order for us to feel truly comfortable, we have to believe we have to believe in something or have something we can hang our hat on. Mm-hmm. And a, a part of this idea of being being a special creature of God, I mean, part of me is what I understand is that if you want to believe that, whatever. But you can believe in that and believe that the Earth is ground and believe that they're aliens and mm. shit. Because I thought God was like everywhere. Right. I know they put it in the nug. That's what Jaw said. <laughs> and I am sure. And of course, declare if you are uh, the, no, very few Christians believe the Earth is flat. Yes, yeah. very, very few. No, 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 no. no. It's I, not like a universal no. theme amongst the no, of the course church. not. But you know, I mean, the thing is about this is that if the world you live in or the world that you believe you live in is finite, Mm -hmm. and you get the added bonus of being even more special because you quote-unquote know something that the majority of people on Earth don't, then you get to feel both more secure and extra smug about your own existence. Dude, that's the that's the full Yahtzee, man. Yeah, you get that whole shit. You get to both. You get secret knowledge that only you know because it's like when you get to the end of Scientology and all of a sudden they're springing Xenu on you. It's that you're like, no, but they're yeah, yeah. It's strange the idea of flat Earth, but isn't life strange? And it's like this kind of concept that you really believe. Right. That the the most fact, factual and logical way to look at Earth is that it is a a flat plane suspended in nothing. There is nothing but a cartoonish flat plane with a tapestry of stars and the sun and the moon flowing above it like a rainbow, like an old school like picture, like mm. from folklore. And you believe that that is real or you're one of these new quote unquote science flat earthers that believe it's a disc flying through space. And uh, it's just it's very interesting. interesting. It's so trippy. It's very Michelle Gondry yeah. in well, my mind. It seems like they all want to be Jim Carrey from the Truman Show, perhaps. Although I want to say Jim Carrey didn't like it. Man, you're really you're picking up on a lot of this stuff because we're getting oh, yeah. into that later as well. Oh, good. Yeah. yeah. And some of these guys, like they openly admit to thinking about this finite existence thing as a comfort. You know, when two flat earthers were asked what they thought about people who believe in infinite space, hmm. they said that those people are, quote unquote, fucking miserable and they couldn't <laughs> fathom how people live like that they can't fathom how we live but what about the exciting world of exploration star trek next generation the only star trek that matters to me that's pretty cool to think about but are you gonna go there i maybe if i got on a, i don't think i'm gonna get approved i don't you know should definitely but. see for yourself you would be have a hard time in those cabins on the oh. enterprise i imagine they're all riker size and riker was my height right yeah i i don't think i'd fit it's also a weird that's where it gets into the esoteric shit where it goes into this idea that we all of a sudden there's a whole alien agenda side of this bullshit which is we're on a flat earth suspended in god's dimension but the devil which somehow he is somehow allowed to continue to exist Hmm. who fell from the heavens which is above our diamond uh alternative dimension kind of prison Right? The idea is that we're in this floating area. The devil appears as aliens and all that kind of shit to convince us there is space. Because to want to leave the earth means we are choosing to leave God behind. Even though there is no space. There are, there's no other stars, no other planets. But the devil appears to us as aliens and the government works in accordance with the devil to create this fake alien agenda to make us want to go into space. Because what that does is co- chooses us to deny the choices of God. Woo! I feel like the inner workings of a baseball. You ever see how that just like <laughs> like circles around it? Gets real tight there. 
All right. Well, for Wilbur Glenn Valiva, the guy who really hammered all the uh, Christianity flat earth stuff home, everything ended in tears. Oh. Because by 1927, Valiva had bilked his followers out of $5 million, Whoa. which, of course, caused quite a bit of resentment. After the Great Depression came. So, I needed to get a new surprise hat because the, the kind of thing that holds it on, because part of the surprise hat is that you need like a pretty rigid, like a construction helmet uh-huh. to keep it pretty like tight on my skull. Yeah, yeah. It's really starting to cut yeah. the skin around my temples. I'm pretty sure I need one of those hats that has two holders for beers. I need two straws in my mouth immediately because... Here's, it... my, here's my anti-surprise juice. <laughs> Well, Believa tried to get all of his followers back on his side by hosting the annual Zion Passion Play starting in 1935, but a disgruntled employee took away the venue in 1937 by burning down Believa's church. Oh, because this isn't a childish play where it's like, oh, we'll put on a show. That'll get everybody happy again in the town. Absolutely. And Marcus, I'm actually thinking it's really unfair how Marcus rejected my first draft of a Zion passion play that I was going to read for you today because he said of the controversial nature of some of the characters. I believe it. I believe I I get what you were doing there, Marcus. Saving the show. (laughs) Thank you. Believe it died in 1942 at the age of 72. Despite his claim that he would live till the age of 120, owing to a steady diet of Brazil nuts and buttermilk. Oh, <laughs> fuck. What was he smarts and shits? Honestly, question. David Bowie's peppers and milk, uh, buttermilk and almonds. Uh, uh, what are we, what was, peppers and milk. Yeah, buttermilk yeah, and peppers, Brazil nuts. Brazil nuts yeah. are, what do you I'm want? Going peppers and milk with, sprinkled Pop- with cocaine. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. the sprinkle of cocaine. I didn't know that that was an option. Yeah, of yeah, course. Peppers and milk led to low and led to heroes. Brazil nuts and buttermilk led to the Zion Passion Play that can't ever be read out loud. Buttermilk's pretty good, though. It's a thick, uh, it's a thick milk. Oh, man. Yeah, the ice cream man in my town, he used to drink butter, warm buttermilk straight from the cart in like 110 degree weather. Oh, my. The, the kid on the back, the missing kid on the back is like, this is worse than being missing. I hate being so close to this buttermilk and this man's weird lips. If you could speak like Georgie in the, uh, in the original. Now, you'd think that the idea of the flat earth would die with Believa, but just a couple decades later, a British man named Samuel Shenton picked it up and ran with it. All right. So for him, everything began with an idea. Yeah. His idea was this. If the earth was round... And constantly spinning, then logically, it followed that a contraption could be built that flies straight up into the sky and just parks there. And it lets the Earth do the traveling for it. Okay, now listen, Kissel. <laughs> I see the look on your face. If you, if you, if a girder fell off of a construction site and just poked its way through your head, and but you still were alive. Uh huh. You could see how this is a great idea. <laughs> I don't I don't know. But think about it. The plane goes up, it stays there, let the earth do the magic for you because then you're saving on gas. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff in it that's uh, it's difficult. There are a lot of moving parts in it in the issue well, that are seems, difficult yeah, for him the, to understand. It does seem like it's close like he could get gravity. It's a little bit. It's it's in so that logical. It's dumb. dumb. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. When he was told that this was a terrible idea that would never work by people who couldn't definitively tell him why it wouldn't work, mm. he reasoned that the only way it wouldn't work was if the Earth was flat. 
Oh, oh man, because that's the problem. Is that people just told him, uh, "Man, that's not going to work." Like that's just that's not how flight works. That's not how things work. Right. And he was like, "Well, why not?" And they're like, "You know what, man? I don't know. I just know it's not going to work. I, I just know uh-huh. it's not." And he's like, "Maybe there's something more here." Well, you know what? Maybe um, I'm surprised he didn't think of like getting a big finger and then the finger that goes down and it's like it stops it from spinning. <laughs> and then, then the earth doesn't spin anymore. Why can't we just do that? I was thinking of a new way to eat where I take a bunch of spaghetti. What I do is I lie on my back <laughs> and I have this machine just tip the plate over here at the bottom of my lip. So the spaghetti just hits my teeth and gravity does all the eating for me. I think that's one of the failed inventions from the dad in uh, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. I'm pretty (laughs) sure that was in there. So after doing what Samuel said was days of research, uh, which... (laughs) Oh, days. 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 Mostly involved just reading Earth, Not a Globe, Samuel Shenton founded the Flat Earth Research Society. Mm. This is about 1957. Now, the thing is about Shenton... That he was just a regular dude who painted signs for a living. But it's really not that weird because it seems like this guy, he's kind of like the proto version of the guy at the bank who seems nice and mild mannered mm. until he overhears you talking about reptilians. And that's when he comes by and tells you what's really going on. And people think that Marcus is just saying that, but that happened to Henry Zabrowski. <laughs> It happened to a man by a man named Dick Bunch, Richard yeah. Bunch, um, Chase Bank Manager, who told me we heard us all talking about UFOs, and he's like, hey, "Are you uh, young boys are talking about UFOs?" And we're like, "We're 29, but <laughs> yeah, we we were talking about UFOs." He's like, "Well, do you know about the uh, do you know about the secret schools that run this world?" <laughs> I was like, "Hmm, <laughs> yeah, I do." He's like, "But do you know about the connection between the alien agenda and the secret schools that run this world?" And I was like, as a matter of fact, I do, sir. <laughs> and we started uh, an, an uneasy friendship that lasted about a week until he started texting me. Yeah. yeah. And then I ghosted him. Yeah. And of course, that was uh, the conversation ended with saying, oh, my lunch break is over. I've got to go back to being a manager at Chase Bank. <laughs> which is, in if Man- you just, my money Manhattan. is safe. In Manhattan. My money is safe. It's at Chase Bank. Everyone's normal that works there. At least they're sane. So the year after the Flat Earth Society was launched, Sputnik. The first ever satellite was launched as well. Hmm. And you'd think that this would prove once and for all that the Earth was, in fact, round. Mm -hmm. You fucking rubes. What? But but in a response that launched a million denials, (laughs) Shitton emphatically stated that there was no other explanation other than fakery. And even if the satellite took photos, the Earth only appeared round because they were probably using a fisheye lens. I watched the movie when the Russians tried to recreate Everybody Loves Raymond. And (laughs) they are not nearly good enough at cinematography to pull this off. Well, this is the first time we're going to hear this defense, too. And then Mm -hmm. it becomes the the go-to response for any footage that happens outside of this planet. That it is a Photoshop. And he says, you can't believe it. And he uh, um, just immediately attacks it. And the fisheye lens. Yeah. Fisheye lens is constantly being brought up because it makes things look curved. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this isn't a Flaming Lips video. <laughs> what is happening? It's Beastie Boys. Oh. Those yeah. were the ones that really used it and showed part of the, those shills. <laughs> I, yeah. The, the fisheye yeah, lens. More like shill shot. <laughs> ah. <laughs> Not, bad. Not bad. That lens was used in a lot of music videos, to be fair. 
Well, Shin was the first person in the public eye to truly denounce the entire space program as a total fraud, mm. going on TV interviews as a curiosity and publishing his opinions in his newsletter. See if you get it. The plain truth. See? Do you get it? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's, well, it's kind of triple because a plane is flat, so we have it like that. That's we also it. have plane that uh-huh. flies, uh-huh. and then we also yeah. have this is the plain truth. Yeah. Like he's like a Bill yeah. Engvall character. Here's your sign. That's the plain truth. I mean, he's just a he's just a corn pone, full on salt of the earth man who's just telling it like it is. Yeah. I don't know why people are so mad. Honestly, the triple pun is pretty hard to pull off. It's, I'm going to give him credit for that. Oh, yeah. Now, he was also among the first to proclaim that the moon landing was all staged. Mm. And while we can't really go into the specifics right now, rest assured, we're going to do a fake moon landing episode. That Because that is an entire episode all on its own. That's yes. a big, big subject. Marcus, why don't we go back to the moon? <laughs> That's what they keep asking. Why don't we go? I mean, honestly, the moon landing is kind of sad when you think about it because they got up there, planted the flag, and they're like, huh, nothing here. And then why would we ever go back? (laughs) Why don't we go back, though? Now, as far as what the motivations for pushing a round-earth agenda actually are, qui bono, if you will, Shinton had this to say to the Birmingham Post in 1966. I can only account for the delusion as having been introduced by Satan into the minds of certain men who could inoculate those others with the poison, his object to being make it appear that God is a liar, and to befall the human race, which he so abhors. That's an interesting article in the Birmingham Post. <laughs> All right. Well, Shenton died less than a decade later in 1971, but before he did, he passed the Flat Earth Torch to Charles K. Johnson, who once again emphasized the Bible. Now, he gained Hmm. some followers, but for the most part, the whole thing had fizzled by the new millennium. But this time, it would only lay dormant for a few years before Daniel Shenton, no relation to Samuel Shenton. They're not even related. How many Shentons are there in the UK? I don't know. Is it that this common is, of a name? No, this is a, there was a, Samuel Shenton was, uh, he was British, Daniel Shenton is American. Okay. It could be that, you know, people whose names are so close to the word Shenton uh, are looking for something <laughs> a little more in this Shinton. It's a, it's a good name. Shinton. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a very powerful name. Yeah. Now, in 2004, Shenton created the Flat Earth Society, possibly the most well-known of all flat earth organizations. Hmm. Among their larger claims is that gravity is merely an illusion created by the momentum of the earth, which is constantly accelerating upward at 9.8 meters per second. Yeah, dude. And by the way, gravity is another way the flat earthers make fun of us. They like to call it gravity as in the earth reaches up and grabs things and pulls it towards the center and that's god how could you possibly believe in gravity Gravity. Uh, you got me you got me okay so does this do people that say gravity do they believe in space then what are we going through to enter is that space space but they thought they didn't believe in space well some of them do some of them do I mean, some of them do. They just, none of them believe that we've n- ever been there. Okay. Well, That's the thing. you're going to see, there's a big, gravity is a big uh, go-to term. Van Allen radiation belt is a big old go-to term, which is why we never went to space, because it's too dangerous. It's why the moon landing was faked in order to beat the Russians, right? The whole thing, the moon landing, that's a deep, deep other other conspiracy theory. Hours of more research into that, just to get to here. Uh, and up, it's very interesting to see them, too, do the thing where they're like, they say 
that gravity is what keeps us from flying off the face of the earth due to its spinning nature. But what about this balloon? It's floating. Why doesn't gravity pull it down to the earth as well? It's lighter than air with the helium. (laughs) No! No! But what about this sack of beans? Yeah, it's on the ground, but I lift it up. I put it on this shelf. Why is it not falling down to the ground off the shelf? If your precious gravity wouldn't take it off the shelf and put it back on the ground. Def- I can't, the thing is, uh-huh. it's just because it's on a shelf. <laughs> and it's like, how do you, because the shelf is holding it now. Yeah. And technically it's on yeah. the ground, but it's just the shelf, the ground has been elevated in, in a shelf form. So now, now I'm hot. Now I'm holding five balloons. Okay. Well, I- <laughs> where are these balloons going, huh? You see them? They've really, it, it's interesting the way they flipped it because then they tell us that we are freaking out which is true which is the very um we see this uh this relationship quite a bit where someone says something nonsensical then you go all out of your way to be like no that's not true here's the facts to show you why what you said is not true and then other guys being like i don't see why you're making such a big deal about it we're the one freaking out (laughs) (laughs) so it's just there's a lot of gaslighting going on it seems like perhaps okay well, Shinton, I mean, we kind of mentioned him at the beginning of the episode uh, as one of the more rational ones. Like, he's the one he believes in global warming. He believes okay. in evolution. Uh, but these two beliefs may be part of the reason why the Flat Earth Society gets comments like this from other Flat Earthers. I am not a member of the Flat Earth Society. They are a controlled opposition group who propagate lies about the true Flat Earth theories and overall truth movement. One of the organizations that is decidedly anti-Flat Earth is Cryptoz Media, who is a former cryptocurrency peddler out of Edmonton, Canada, whose proprietor and sole employee is Robbie Davidson. Be your own boss. That's what this country is about. Yeah, well, he's in Canada. He's Canadian. Ah, well, fuck him then, I guess. (laughs) No. And this is what Robbie Davidson said about the Flat Earth Society's idea that the Earth is a disk constantly flying upwards. A flying pancake in space? Oh, that's preposterous. I'm sorry for saying it. <laughs> did he really say it's a flying pancake in space? That's preposterous. Uh, yes. But did he? If just, he was, did he have to, if, by like, Canadian law, describe it with the pancake? <laughs> Technically, legally, a pancake is a flapjack in Canada. Yeah. So I'm actually really. This is for us, yeah. I <laughs> Americans, because it should have been a flying flapjack. <laughs> Uh, Davidson's belief is that the Earth is a stationary plane and that the sun, moon, and stars are all inside a globe, like the Truman Show. This belief and many others were put forth at a Flat Earth conference organized by Davidson in Raleigh, North Carolina, just last year. Talks included waking up to mainstream science lies, NASA and other space lies, Hmm. and exposing scientism. It also featured a live performance from the Globebusters YouTube channel and, as a finale, the Flat Earth Video Awards. (laughs) It's fun. They've got a whole community. It is slightly more prestigious than a Webby. Um, <laughs> yes, it is. It's okay. I'm not. It I'm is. not upset about that. But all right. I would rather. I would rather get. I want to get one of these flat Earth video awards. <laughs> of course. And best kiss. It's best kiss, <laughs> and it's just me just kissing my own hand with a little wig on it and little googly eyes glued to it. No, nope, technically, Mr. Zabrowski, that counts. <laughs> best kiss goes to you and you. 
<laughs> and if you're interested, the 2018 Flat Earth Conference is coming up in November in Denver, Colorado. And Colorado, by the way, holds more Flat Earthers than anywhere else on Earth, which further proves my position that Colorado is still struggling pretty hard to handle legal weed. No, <laughs> no there's nothing good. a stoner loves more than space. I speak that from the heart. Right. We love space. That's very... Henry also makes a great counterpoint. However, I will say a couple of edibles. You got a big old joint, then you go in there, kind of blowing your mind about the earth being flat and stuff like that. And of course, then you start, then you start thinking about pizza, which is good for business. And then My that leads right in... Is, well, you're so high, why do you even care if Earth's flat? You should just be having a good time watching Enter the Void with your best girl sitting on your knee. Sure, sure. I will say this. The weed in Colorado, very strong. We all experienced that. Oh, yeah. I forget who gave me the weed beef jerky. The sad thing is uh, it was some of the best beef jerky I ever had. Uh-huh. But you can't eat it every day because it is <laughs> full of THC. And by the way, don't worry if you're bummed about missing NASA and other space lies last year. There's an encore performance in Denver this year. In fact, most of the talks in this year's Flat Earth Conference are the exact same talks were were the ones that were at last year's Flat Earth Conference. Oh, it's the same. It's the same lineup. Yeah. Okay. And the same. Yeah. Not just the same lineup, but the same talks. Oh. I wonder if they're going to see a dip in goer goership. <laughs> Is that the thing? And <laughs> people go into that thing. They love repeats. Mm-hmm. It's the Flat Earth Society, and they're going to go, and you get all the hits. Oh, yeah. You got a man screaming NASA. You got another guy throwing his shoe at a picture of, like, they just put out a globe (laughs) and people just throw their shoes at it. You know what? Now that I think about it, I like that. It's not like when you go see Bob Dylan and he's like, I'm going to play this off my new album from 2016 about how much money I have and cars are fast. (laughs) Yeah. Play the hits. But even these conferences have their detractors. Hmm. One guy went on a radio show and called it a quote-unquote shill fest <laughs> run by a deep state counterintelligence program. I mean, you really can't imagine how many of these people there are. There's Dave Murphy, a.k.a. Allegedly Dave, who yeah. openly admits his flat earth belief was born of a midlife crisis. <laughs> There's Mike Cavanaugh, who was a former Flat Earth debunker until he watched an hour-long video about the Apollo space program and it completely fucking flipped him. Okay. That dude is one of those where he's like, I believed in the lies, but now I know the truth. And it's very intense. I was just listening to, he was on another four-hour program, and I was listening to it, and the, one of the hosts was like, yeah, you know, my kid, we'd be taking him to conferences, and it really, he really doesn't know how to get, he gets bored during the lectures, and Kavanaugh was like, yeah, me too, my kid, he got away. That's why he's got his, his phone there, he can play on the phone. And then I'm like, these people have fucking kids. <laughs> I, how embarrassing is that for the children? First of all, you're bored to death. Yeah. And then second of all, you can't even tell anyone where you were for the weekend or no. you're going to be ostracized yourself. Yeah, of course. Uh, and there's other people, too. There's Karen Endicott, who runs an organization called FECOR. <sighs> and then there's people like this guy, who harassed an astronaut in Starbucks after the astronaut was kind enough to give him free NASA stickers. Oh, my. That's so nice. And he definitely could have just attacked him. Yeah. <laughs> this is uh, that guy uh, right after his impromptu Q&A with the former astronaut, an old man. Well, I just got kicked out of Starbucks for asking NASA employee questions because he's lying. He's a blatant liar. What a joke that was. Now we're outside. 
beautiful America. Man, that was ridiculous. I got NASA freaking stickers from the NASA employee, guys. And then I start asking him questions and he tells me to go outside of Starbucks. I'm freaking shaking. I am shaking. I can't believe that just happened. He's shaking, Ben. I guess so. I, I don't think he's experienced a lot in life if that was if that shook him so hard. Um, but interesting. This is sort of where I want to pause it for a second and say, like, what makes this man so upset? Yeah. What is it about this whole phenomenon that makes people so enraged and so passionate and so committed? Like the idea of they really dislike scientists and they really hate NASA and they seem to be jealous of astronauts. But I don't know if it's just because they're raking in the bush and the tush because they're astronauts and those are cool stories. And they're always they're fucking always killer and they got nothing to say when they go to a potluck. <laughs> Maybe well, uh, this guy. This is the same guy that uh, was like NASA means to deceive and Hebrew. This is ah, uh, that's what that man sounds like. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> sounds like every YouTube comment. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's this guy is a YouTube comment come to life. And the astronaut, if I'm not mistaken, wasn't he in like his 80s? Yeah, he was very old. Okay. What what makes them like this? Why do they get so upset? I understand the idea of being deceived is very hard to take when you believe that you've been deceived your whole life. But huh? where's your where's your horse in this fight, Henry? Yeah. Why why do birds sing? Why is you know <laughs> uh, why, why is Jack Black so funny? Why is the Earth flat? These are answers. You know that we'll never get. Uh, that we'll never get. <laughs> These are questions we'll never get answers to. But this rage comes from somewhere, and it's not just YouTube videos and not just reading old literature from the 1800s. Like it has to come from some other place. It's like yeah. a joke we made about Hollow Moon, where they, you, if you believe the moon is hollow you lost your job yesterday and if you believe that the moon is a fucking hologram Deborah's not coming back and they're taking the apartment out of your hands Dude, like it is literally like, he literally thought was this a, that was a YouTube post right he yeah. thought everyone was going to love it yeah. it's like when you when you're when you're a kid maybe in middle school or something and farting is funny yeah. and the kids are like that's really funny but then there's one day you do it and no one laughs anymore <laughs> and you're like I thought that was gonna crush and they're that like was no we're go-to. actually adulting yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah now he uh, that was removed from YouTube for harassment i had to search pretty hard to find that clip really uh yeah and uh, he was he got quite a few stories but he loved it he absolutely he loved all of the attention that he got out of mm-hmm. this and this guy yeah he's uh that the video of him talking about hebrew and all that is one that rachel sent me i think it was about four three four hours long Oof. uh and he is serious about this and he's very angry about this just like all conspiracy theorists are very very anger i'm just angry. gonna say if you're a conspiracy theorist at least have fun with it no. i mean if the earth is flat i mean you and you know it's flat you should be having a great time flat earth society guy he has a little bit more fun than okay. the rest but this guy the ones that bring like zionists into it and all that like those dudes are fucking angry so it's safe to say henry from your perspective they're more serious than alien enthusiasts because alien enthusiasts seem to have a little fun mm-hmm. you know what's about it with in terms of the ufo problem which is what I like to call it, and the alien agenda, examining where it is, what it is, uh, how it is, who it is. Um, a part of that is uh, a, a love of sci-fi and a love of the things beyond this dimension, and it's fun mm-hmm. to think about. For me, it's exciting. For me, uh, UFOs and alien stuff is a, an inspiring uh, way for my where my brain to go, imagining the cosmos, things outside of this dull existence, and this idea that this this guy it's something about it's mixed with not having the rage because a part of it's like there's also obviously rage in the ufo world as well because mm. we believe that the united states knows more about 
uh, their research, they won't release their research and all the things that they know about aliens. That's where the kind of that kind of weird shit enters into the UFO world. But something like this is just very, it's very intense. Yeah. I just wonder where it all comes from. Yeah, can't be mad at Starbucks, buddy. Get a Frappuccino. Calm down. Oh, I guess I won't help you calm down, but it might make you happy. <laughs> well, I think a lot of these people, like, they're just angry uh, and they want something to attach their anger to. And for some of these people, like, Flat Earth, flat earth is what they attach it to, All uh, right. and I guess it's the it's the only they and because the other thing about conspiracy theory is that it does make them feel a little better about their anger. It gives their anger some sort of outlet. It gives them something. Uh, it's uh, what we always say uh, is that uh, conspiracy theory is placing order into a chaotic universe. Sure. Uh, yes. That way ma- things make a little more sense. Like the shitty things that happen to you in your life and the things that happen to the people that you love, uh, if a conspiracy theory is behind all of that, then that gives you somewhere to place your anger. You right. put your anger somewhere. But if... Life is just chaos. If we are, in fact, a chaotic spinning globe, uh, then you have no power whatsoever. And not only do you have no power, but nobody has power. And that is the most terrifying thought of all. It's just funny. And we can move on. But to me, once again, very liberating. Yeah. We can only do what you can do. Give yourself agency. Give yourself meaning. Give every day one of your actions meaning. You can do that without doesn't need. You don't even have to. You could have religion or not. You could have God or not. You could have a flat earth or not. Because my big thing, too, is like, who cares the flat of who cares if the earth is flat or round? What about the people on the flat earth what about all the shit that's here that you could be dealing with that was really what like it was haunting to me partially it was because i saw the mr rogers documentary and i spontaneously started ugly crying between two people on a plane which i was not expecting see <laughs> oh my god your heart grew two sizes that that flight isn't it incredible i it hit me right in the fucking gut he said stuff that i needed to hear but there was a part of it it was that it being like like when i was listening to the which is showing that i'm i'm losing my itch and i'm becoming i'm becoming soft but i was like listening to them the flat earthers all yell at each other on this podcast for four hours talking about their kids and i was like you could have used these four hours to be with your kids (laughs) instead of doing this you should go do that you should go Uh. do something else and then come back around there's other ways to spend your life than worrying about whether or not the earth is flat or not. But the problem is is that a lot of them say that they are doing this for us. Uh, They are doing this for everybody else because they can't stand to see all of us lied to. So they're trying to liberate us. Although what it is they're trying to liberate us from, not many of them can really agree on that. Okay. However, we're not going to go completely negative on all flat earthers here. There's actually one guy whom we believe actually deserves our utmost respect. That man is Mad Mike Hughes. (laughs) I'm mixing it up. Mad Mike Hughes, I want to buy his fucking life story. I want to play Mad Mike Hughes in a fucking movie. Dude, hell yeah. Birth name, too. Little known fact. Birth name, Mad Mike. I love it. Mad Mike Hughes is a 61-year-old limo driver making about 15 bucks an hour. This man taught himself rocket science, used that knowledge to build a functioning rocket out of salvage, then, last year, launched himself in that rocket, 1,900 feet in the air, going 350 miles an hour, 
and he survived. I'll tell you what, next thing I'm going to do is start a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I firmly believe limo drivers are some of the smartest people in the world. They hear a lot of stories. Yes, they do. So why did he do this? Why did he do it? Why? Well, Mad Mike is a flat earther. And like most flat earthers, he only believes what he sees. And he wanted to see the shape of the goddamn earth. In his words, quote, I'm not going to take anyone else's word for it. And this wasn't Mad Mike's first attempt. In 2014, he made it almost 1,400 feet in the air. And even before that, he set the Guinness World Record for the longest ramp jump made by a limo. 103 feet. Dude, this guy is a superstar. (laughs) Superstar. There's a part of me that says it, man. That's a lesson to learn. You want to see the fucking curvature of the Earth? You build your own goddamn rocket, and you go into space with it if that's what you want. <laughs> that's awesome. You can go do that. You can get up tomorrow. You can go build a rocket, or you can go and learn how to read. I <laughs> you can go and learn how to speak Spanish like you've been saying you want to do for years. Oof. You can do it. You just got to be Mad Mike enough about it to do it. I yeah. do want to learn how to speak Spanish. That, that is on my list. Oh, yeah, me too. And furthermore... On the day of last year's launch, as he was strapped in, about to begin the countdown, the rocket started leaking fluid. Uh-oh. The pressure started dropping. Uh-oh. But Mad Mike, he just said, fuck it. <sighs> he skipped the countdown and pressed the button anyway. I'm going to space, you piece of shit! <laughs> He's not weak, Mike. He's Mad Mike, and he lived up to that nickname that day. And when he safely parachuted his rocket down to Earth and was asked by the Associated Press what he was going to do that night... Mike said he was just happy to go home to his cats. Wow. All he wanted to do was, all he wanted to do was see pockets and muffins. (laughs) One more time. (laughs) But Mike, he's not ending there, man. He is working with Research Flat Earth, who admittedly funded most of Mike's last rocket trip. Okay. These guys are working together to go even higher. Together, they plan to build what Mike calls a raccoon. Which is a combination rocket balloon. Wow. Oh, oh, it seems to me that the two won't really work together. But if one man can do it, I believe that Mad Mike will at least try. I don't know. Maybe the rocket just needs a little help from a balloon. And if they manage to pull it off, Mad Mike will travel 68 miles above the Earth, which should be high enough to see for himself if the Earth is round or flat. But despite being able to do all of this... Mike does not believe in science. Hell yeah, man. What, how does he think that he... Listen. This is what he said. Okay. This is what he said. Let's okay, right okay. I know about aerodynamics and fluid dynamics and how things move through the air about the certain size of rocket nozzles and thrust, but that's not science. That's just a formula. There's no difference between science and science fiction. He so taught himself a- rocket science and doesn't believe in it. How, how doesn't is he believe a, how in is it. he a genius and dumb? I, my brain is broken. How can so he be so logical? Smart? So it's dumb? stupid. That is. This is why I love. That's why you got to talk to people. This is why talk I love to your limo drivers. Yeah. <laughs> so while most flat earthers waste their time making YouTube videos, pretty much just for each other. Mad Mike Hughes used his belief to do something truly extraordinary, and I think he deserves a sincere round of applause Whoa. for doing it. Look at 
that. USA. USA. <laughs> sincerely. I am sincerely in awe of this man. Like, the, he is possibly the most human human to ever exist. I love it. Awesome. Or possibly the most American human to ever exist. It, or possibly the most human American. It is uniquely American in that he figured something out, but he also is kind yeah. of dumb. And he fucking but, flew it over an old ghost town. Oh, he's cool. He's not even dumb. He's a he's genius. Cool, I man. just believe what he, whatever he, he thinks about science is right. You know what? Because it really is true. If you really want to believe the Earth is flat, great. If you want to think that the Earth is round, who cares? That's not fun. Just do whatever the fuck it is that you want. I don't really care. But don't lump all the other stuff into it. If you just want to believe your life, the flat Earth is fine, do all that shit. But then please don't go and harass the survivors of Sandy Hook afterwards. Yes. As long as you keep them separate. We're good to go. And don't totally harass the astronauts in Starbucks either, oh especially after they give you free NASA stickers. My give God. you free stickers. <laughs> stickers are expensive. All right. Well, that was very informative. Interesting world. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's a bigger world than people might uh, imagine. There's a lot of flat earthers out there. It's pretty large. Yeah. Uh, I mean, so, it's yeah. one of the, it's a really uh, strange, it's probably the strangest pocket of conspiracy theory that we have today. Well, other than them lumping all the negative ones, as Henry just mentioned, with Sandy Hook and then Pizzagate. This one is also relatively harmless as long as you don't uh, uh, actively uh, harm people the problem or is yell at folks. M- many of the people that live in pla- – yeah, because the, the guy that I quoted is saying that if they're lying to this, they're lying about everything else. Right. He said that he, he was a, he was an Iraq war veteran, oh. uh, and he came back from uh, the war just completely disillusioned, uh, and then he started watching YouTube conspiracy videos, I and see. he watched another one and another one and another one. He said he spent an entire weekend just sitting in front of his computer watching – Watching conspiracy videos, and since he'd already been fucked over mm. in Iraq, then they all made sense to him. And so, by the time he got to flat Earth, he was like, "Yeah, of course this is true. Why everything else is fucking everything else is a lie. Everything is a lie. Right. So, of course, the the very shape of the Earth is a lie." Right. Well, I guarantee you, Hans Blix will get to the bottom of it, and he is <laughs> yes. going to. That's a WMG, uh, WMD that's a, that's joke. A, that's, that's a pretty good 2004 joke, right Thank there. You, buddy. 2003. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm in the 2000s anyway. You're in the 2000s. Yeah, it's a good 2003 yeah. joke, right there. I like that. These people are coming from a lot of pain, so a part of me gets it. It's, yeah. There, there's pain laced throughout this whole world. A part of what I didn't realize was just how big this was yeah. and how like when we did Hollow Moon and we did Hollow Earth, those are, those are these sort of like niche conspiracy theories, niche, I don't know how to pronounce it, some sort of like niche uh, conspiracy theories where Flat Earth really is like they should brand it into shoes and clothes and, and stuff and drinks, energy drinks. Sure. Like they ha- they're missing a lot of branding opportunities because again, like I said, it's a lifestyle. It's yeah. your entire thing. Dude, people would be the spoke Kyrie would be a great spokesperson. Flat Earth has its own music genre. I like yes. one one of the Flat Earth uh websites that I visited, they have a thing called F E T V and they've even photoshopped like an M T V logo to make it look like F E T V uh, and it's just a constant stream of songs about Flat Earth. Remember that song we used to play during uh, live shows, uh, There Ain't No Curvature? Oh, of course. Yeah, and there cause ain't, ain't no, no curvature. curvature. Of course I remember that song. <laughs> Henry yeah. sent us one, too, in the, in the text chain. Really? I listened to it on the way over here. Kind of good. It's it's all right. And, uh, Rachel sent me one that uh, was just a guy that uh, isolated the uh, line, space may be the final frontier, but it's made in a Hollywood basement <laughs> from Californication by Red Hot Chili Peppers. And he just looped that over and over and over again. It's his sample that he kind of sort of rapped over. I love it. Yeah. There's just, it's just such a gigantic 
phenomenon uh and it's it's very bizarre uh and it's you know that's it's where we are now well do whatever you gotta do to survive in this mad mad world just be nice about your beliefs and if you think the earth is flat you should be really happy for whatever reason yeah because you're the only one that knows it yes exactly read flat don't read flat lands because it's not like a total ex- like celebration of things being flat. They actually malign a lot of flat things in there. So don't look for shit in there to help support your your argument because you will be triggered. This um, one's called will- this one's called the chest of Johnny Depp. We do not like it. It's way too flat. But I this was a fun little conspiracy. Yes. Episode. We haven't done internet conspiracy in a long time. But next week begins October. Oof. The witching season begins. We're about to get very dark and very fucked up. We have an entire month of programming planned for you dirty fuckers that you're going to enjoy. And I'm very, very excited for it. Well, our audience is very clean. Very, very clean. Oh, yeah. I want to thank everyone. I had a chance to go talk to Culver Stockton College. And kids got a credit, by the way, for seeing me. That's They say our education system is flawed. (laughs) Not anymore. (laughs) Uh, But I want to thank. must have gotten that credit for uh, putting up with you. Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of did, kind of did. But I want to thank Brian, who brought me down to Culver Stockton College. That was really nice, and it was a great opportunity. And uh, I hope all those kids are very successful. I'm sure they will be. Maybe. Who knows? (laughs) (laughs) They're all. I just channeled my inner. I just saw. For some reason, I watched a clip of Regis Filmin, and I I just want to end every second with, who knows? I don't know. I know. Um, all right, everyone. Let's see. Follow us on social media. I'm Ben Kissel. Ben Kissel one on Instagram. Marcus Parks is Marcus Pox for everything. Doctor Fantasty and Henry loves you. Instagram at LP on the left. We got a shit ton of shows coming up. Come see what our bodies look like Ooh. in person. I tell you what, they're a lot looser. Mm. Oh yeah, Except for mine, like it's much tighter. It's getting looser uh, up top. Now, always tighten the bottom. No, no, dude. I've been going to the climbing gym. You have been. Yeah. That's right. He did yeah, it dude. two times. It's got to become a habit, and I'll be with you. Okay. I saw. I went. I I will go with you one point because I started going to climbing gym with my. This is the most LA thing I've done. I went to an indoor climbing gym, not built for the heights. Really? Oh, I, I don't have clamber a- up that motherfucker. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm more of a burrower. Yeah. That would be fun. But no, we're go check us out. We're in Austin. We are coming to Dallas and we're coming to OK City. And it's gonna be a blast. Yeah. So come check it out. Can't oh yeah. Wait. Can't wait to go to Oklahoma City. Yes, absolutely. Me too. Exciting town. I've heard that it's it's dirty and gritty. By the way, guys, on the way down to Oklahoma City, I'm sorry. I'm in charge of the music. I hope you like Bad Company by Bad Company <laughs> off the album Bad Company. Because that's all we're gonna listen I'm to. Excited. All right. Goodbye, everybody. All right, everyone, hail yourselves. Hail Satan. Again. Magustalations. Hail me. Hey, why don't you check in on the earth? See what shape it's in. (laughs) All right, I'll see you soon. (laughs) In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, We've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support so you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. 
No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home.